ball of secret societies has controlled the world for over 200 years and we get to be alive at a time to see it fall. I believe that Satan incited the Jews to scream, crucify him, crucify him. And it totally backfired when Jesus said, forgive them, as they do not know what they do. I believe that the deep state or shadow government is trying to destroy America. And that soon those involved are going to be completely exposed as America unites to destroy the deep state. I believe that we have an omniscient, omnipresent, and omnipotent God that has put his hand on this moment in time to deny the timeline of the enemy and is about to heal our land. I believe that the worldwide news media simply repeats 4 a.m. talking points produced by this criminal cabal and that it will soon be exposed for the entire world to see. I believe that all the world religions tell you that to get to heaven, you have to earn your way to heaven with your works. But only Christianity teaches that it's by faith alone. And for me to get to heaven, it's 100% Jesus and 0% me. And for you to get to heaven, it's 100% Jesus and 0% you. I believe that George Soros is funding violent socialist groups to destroy America and it will totally backfire as America wakes up, unites and takes their country back. I believe that Satan wants you to live in fear so he can feed off your fear. But that God has raised up an army of God, his remnant, his red-pilled Christian patriots that will help defeat Satan and the New World Order because of our faith. I believe that the Patriots have legally established over 150,000 sealed indictments that will soon be unsealed. And we finally will see justice established with military tribunals. I believe that Jesus' death on the cross was a complete victory over Satan and that his victory allows all of your past present and future sins to be forgiven so that you can live the abundant life. And I believe in the power of one person working as a team with other Christian patriots and have massive impact in reversing this ungodly culture. And I believe that Obama and Hillary were exercising a 16-year plan to destroy America. And the Lord God Almighty saved us by allowing Hillary to be defeated by an anointed Donald J. Trump. And I believe that when I'm preparing to teach something, I end up forcing myself to learn it more deeply and I get blessed from what I learn. Therefore, I'm blessed to teach. And I believe that God has called me to empower Christian patriots with truth. And that's why I invite you to join us at blessedtoteach.com. That's blessed with the number two, teach.com. God bless you, and I hope you'll join me and all the Blessed to Teach patriots. And let's see what God is doing today. Here we are on Sunday, Word and Worship.
I'm glad to have you with us. It is April 23rd, 2023, 23, 23. Um, we are gonna be digging in and just worshiping the Lord with awesome music, um, worshiping praise music. We believe that once you get your heart right with worship, um, it's easier to really absorb the Word of God and uh, enjoy learning the Word of God. That's the other thing. So uh, this this whole heart of worship is so important as we dig in. You can be backstage with us, by the way, anytime you'd like. Uh, we do this four times a week. Uh, Mondays and Thursdays are praise and prayer. And when we hear praises, we pray for people and the miracles. We're, we're learning about miracles and just amazing things that he's doing. Um, that's Monday and Thursday at, after the show around 6 p.m. CST. And then Friday night, we do Word and Worship at 5 p.m. CST. And then we do it again on Sunday morning here around 10 a.m. CST. Um, let's dig into just starting getting our hearts right. So one of, the, one of my favorite songs about getting our hearts right is just, here I am to worship, right? And it's important to understand what scriptures are associated with each song. That's why we start each song to look at some of the key lyrics and how they're associated directly with scripture. So like this talks about the light of the world. You step down into darkness. So John 8, 12 says that again, Jesus spoke to them saying, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness but we'll have the light of life. We talked about that, by the way, on Friday night word and worship where we went over John 6, uh, where he was the bread of life. Um, the second verse talks about, here I am to bow down, here I am to say that, you are my God. This reminds me of Thomas, when Jesus appeared to him and showed him his wounds, his resurrected body, and, John, and Thomas said, my Lord and my God. And Jesus accepted that worship. We're going to be talking about why we have the right God and the right Jesus. The right Jesus is God in flesh, right? It says, you're altogether lovely, altogether worthy. Worthy are you, O Lord and God, to receive glory and honor and power. For you created all things, and by your will they existed and were created. And so we'll talk about that today, about how Jesus was there at creation, as, as was the Spirit, as was the Father. That's Revelation 4.11. Then we're emphasizing, I never know how much it costs to see my sin upon that cross. Mark 10, 45 says, For even the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve, and to give his life for a ransom for many. That is something that we can celebrate. And so we are just going to get our hearts right right now. Say, here I am to worship. Light of the world, you step down into darkness. Open my eyes. So highly exalted, glorious in 
answered him, my Lord and my God. Worthy are you, O Lord, our God, God, to receive glory and honor and power, for you created all things. talking about the right God and the right Jesus, two of the three big rocks I talk about a lot. Right God and right Jesus. And we'll get into the gospel at a different time, but this is important as we look at unification and what that really means. And one thing we need to understand is that God's grace is enough, right? It says your grace is enough on Corinthians 12, 9. It says my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. This is that God that we serve. And it says great is your faithfulness. You lead us by still water. So even in hard times, his mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. I see uh, backstage, uh, I mean, on, not on uh, on Rumble Rents, it says, Anne is saying, this is the day the Lord has made. I rejoice and be glad in it. Psalm 18, 24 is one of my favorite things I do each morning. <laughs> it says, he makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters in Psalm 23, 2. We see here in remember your people, remember your promise. Psalm 119 says, remember your promise to me. It is my only hope. Your promise revives me and it comforts me in my troubles. Great is your love and justice. And fourth verse that we're emphasizing in this song, it says, for great is your love reaching to the heavens. Your faithfulness reaches to the skies. And Isaiah 30, 18 says, for the Lord God of justice, blessed are those who wait for him. So you're waiting on him and you just understand his grace is enough. Life's a lot easier and we just know that his mercies are new every morning. Let's celebrate that if your grace is enough.
Never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. Just think about his mercies being new every morning. That is just beautiful. I wanted to talk a little bit about um, the topic for today. Right? Is the right God and the right Jesus? Right? So I often talk about the three big rocks. Right? Um, the three big rocks of truth, and I recommend that being our primary focus, especially when God's telling us through the prophetic words to, to actually, hey, make sure you are unified, right, with the body. But does he want us to unify with everybody? Now, there's a couple of things I want to bring up here. Um, is that, for instance, I think we need to unify with people of other religions against this cabal in the fight, right? But when it comes to true unification of the body of Christ, we need to make sure that that is based upon at least the three big rocks, right? There's a lot of discussion and, and disagreements between the denominations that we need to shed, but we can't shed the three big rocks because that's the first commandment. Thou shalt have another, another God before me, right? And that God is Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. So we have to make sure we have we don't break the first commandment in unification, right? 
So that is the right God, the right Jesus, and the right gospel. Christians often argue about many less important items, and we miss teaching the world about these three most important items. <laughs> so that's what I really want to emphasize today. Uh, this last few modules, uh, and this is getting part of a course that we'll be rolling out next month on the, the 3rd. And uh, we'll be talking about that on Monday night, by the way, on the second series of a free workshop that we're doing to launch this new Impactor for Truth program um, that you can take with other Christian impactors, right? Um, but this will be one that one I really wanted to dig into. And, and this, in this lesson that I really dig into is just, just the right God and the right Jesus, right? And I break it down into some steps, but again, is that talking about the first commandment, having no other gods before me, it's vital that we make sure we believe in the one true God versus depending on the thousands of false gods that people erroneously teach. Again, there's thousands of false little G's, little gods, right? Also, there is only one true Jesus that can be our savior versus all the false Jesuses. So just remember that there's a ton of false Jesuses out there and we have to center in on the right God, the right Jesus. Um, they are all taught by false teachers and religions. Having the right God and the right Jesus is critical to salvation. So please focus clearly on this lesson. So now this will be offending to some, but I have to teach truth, right? If there's one place we have to do, we have to cut in. We, 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 I think we got to stop attacking each other and what other people believe when it comes to less important doctrine. But when it comes to the actual true God that can save, right? The actual creator of the universe, we have to teach that right God. Okay, so that's, that is why I talk about the three big rocks so much. And we have a big and amazing God that is omniscient, omnipotent, and omnipresent. And a lot of people put him in a little box when you can't do that. This is an amazing, big, big God, right? So many false religions and Christian cults put God in a small box and reject Christ, the Christian trinity. So the trinity is absolutely critical. People who say, oh, I'm, a, I'm a believer in Christ, but I reject the trinity. You've just rejected the very truth of what the Bible clearly teaches. And there's no arguments about it if you really, really just look at the basics of the Bible. And the fact is, is that the Christian Trinity is absolutely vital. Uh, you start with an understanding to know how God, how big God is, and that he is all-knowing, which is omniscient, all-powerful, it's omnipotent, right? And everywhere at the same time, omnipresent. So Satan's not even close to as big as God, right? Because he is, he's not omnipresent. He doesn't, he's not omnipotent. He's not all-powerful and he's not all-knowing. So he's not even close. It's like Satan's here, God's up here, right? There's nothing, nothing close. And, uh, and so it's a, it's a make sure that you start out with understand how big and powerful this God is. The beginning, the end, the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords. The second step to really make sure you have the right God and the right Jesus is the Bible clearly teaches cover to cover there's only one God that ever existed or will ever exist. And this is critical because um, Mormonism for teaches, teaches that Father, Son, and Holy Ghost are, are three separate gods, as an example. They teach that Jesus was created being, which he was he's not. He was the creator, right? They believe Jesus and Satan are the same God. It says, as man is, God was and maybe and, and and as as man is god was in other words god was a man in the past and earned his way to godhood <laughs> completely polytheism incorrect doctrines of devils it's very important to understand there's not just a bunch of different sects out there sometimes there's cults that teach the 
polytheism. That's what Mormonism does. So if you're red-pilled yourself on the world, make sure you red-pill yourself as well on what what the false teachers of the past taught. Joseph Smith was uh, taught massively false doctrine. It's not in the Book of Mormon, by the way. It's in the Doctrine and Covenants, the of Great Price, and the Book of Abraham. The Book of Abraham was an absolute fraud. You need to go red-pill yourself on your religions and make sure you have the right God. Because otherwise you're breaking the first commandment. Thou shalt not have another God before me. Right? And so this is vital that the Bible clearly teaches cover to cover there's only one God that ever existed or will ever exist. Now, so this amazing God is unique. He is the Alpha and the Omega. He's always existed. This is, this is critical to logic, by the way. Nothing can create itself. So something had to always exist. There's nothing illogical about something that always existed. And that thing that always existed is a definition of God from a logical perspective. He, he has always existed eternal and not created so the creator is not and never was created he's always existed and was the first cause of creation there had to be a first cause something since we're here right now which is a fact right then we know that there had to be a creator that creator always existed that's how big this god is when Jesus was asked what the most important commandment was, he answered in Mark 12, 29. The most important one, answered Jesus, is this. Hear, O Israel, hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. And if you take that back to the incorrect teaching of Mormonism that teaches that God is three different, that all three of those are three separate gods, and you can become a god yourself, and it teaches polytheism. They teach Elohim and Jehovah are two separate gods, which is completely wrong. Because this right here says, the Jehovah, our Elohim, the Jehovah is one. So you go back to the, go back to the actual, because this is in the Old Testament, so it would be Hebrew, right? I'm sorry, I'm sorry this is Greek. This is, this is Mark 12, 24, 29. There's many other statements like this in the Old Testament in Hebrew. Hebrew and Greek, it'll say, the Jehovah, our Elohim, is the Jehovah is one. It's one and the same. Remember, Jehovah is talking about the more the personal God, Elohim, more the, 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 the majestic God. They're the same thing. They're not, two, they're not separate gods. It's incredibly important to know that. Thus, this all-powerful God can manifest himself any way he wants. However, he is made up of three separate persons. This is what the Trinity clearly teaches. And we'll go, we'll go into this in more detail after a few more songs. Um, but Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, the Bible clearly teaches that the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit are the actual personhoods that are separate. That's why Jesus was baptized. A dove of the Holy Spirit came down on them, and the Father was speaking, right? They can be separate beings from a perspective of their personhoods. But they're one God, clearly. The whole scripture says it's one God. That's the beautiful power, big God we have, the very creator himself, the one who's always existed as Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Thus the Trinity, but they all have the same essence and are all one God. Thus the Trinity is one God made up of three persons. All three persons were there at the creation process as the one true God. The creator is God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. That is the true God. They also shall not have any God before me. Right? You don't want to break the first commandment. Don't ignore the Trinity. It's a very clear teaching that's, that's actually simple to understand once you, once you actually see the biblical text. And there's a lot of text we'll get into here in a second. 
A great example of the Trinity is John 1.1 and John 1.14. John 1.1. John 1, 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And John 1.14 says, The Word became flesh and made His dwelling among us. So it's obviously talking about Jesus. All right, this goes on to talk about the Son. So the Word became flesh. That's why we say Emmanuel. It means God with us. When we sing at Christmas, Emmanuel, because because that's God. God was God was with us. He came here on earth. He's God in flesh. Right? A great example. And so in the beginning was Jesus. And Jesus was with God. So he was separate from. And Jesus was God. So he was this in the essence the same the same God. This is vital to understand. To see this clear distinction between God and Jesus, they are separate persons, but the same Almighty God. We also see in the second verse in the Bible, Genesis 1-2 says, Now the earth was formless and empty, darkness was over the surface of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. So clearly showing that the Holy Spirit was also there at the creation moment. So creation clearly all over Colossians, all over places says God, God, the Father basically used the Son to create everything. And he also obviously used the Holy Spirit. It's in the second verse in the Bible. Right? And Jesus is divine. This is undeniable. He's Emmanuel, as we talked about, God with us. And he accepted worship. Remember, he accepted worship when we just sang about that in that song where Tom, Thomas saw the wounds in his resurrected body and said, my Lord and my God, and Jesus didn't say, oh, no, 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 don't worship me. Now, angels, when you start worshiping an angel, they say, don't worship me, worship God, right? But when Jesus was worshiped, he, he did not correct that. He accepted it. He forgave sins. Obviously, only God can forgive sins, right? He said, get up and take your mat and sin no more. Or your sins are forgiven, he said to many, many, to, to the, woman, the, the woman that was about ready to be stoned, right? Um, and he said, before Abraham, I am. That's a clear reference to Exodus 3.14 that, that says, hey, <laughs> I am who I am. Right, where God talked to Moses. says, go tell the Israelite leaders, I am has sent you. And he's saying, before Abraham, I am. Clearly claiming to be God in flesh. Many false religions teach Jesus was not divine and was just a good teacher. And this is where Islam comes in. They really respect Jesus as a prophet, but they say he was created. No, he wasn't. He was He's the creator. They say he's a good prophet, but he was not the son of God. No, that's all over the Bible that he, he's not just a good teacher. He did not leave us that option. That's what C.S. Lewis does in his logic and saying he, Jesus was either a liar, a lunatic, or the Lord. Those are your three choices. You cannot say he's just a good teacher. Because he claims, he, he accepted worship, he forgave sins. He said, before Abraham, I am. Jesus did not give anyone that option because he clearly declared himself God in flesh by doing the things only God can do. Accepting worship, forgiving sins, and referring to himself as the great I am from the Exodus 3.14 and John 8:58. We'll get into some more scripture here in a second, but first I wanted to continue this worship and understand that this awesome God, he fights our battles for us and he's fighting our battles against this cabal right now that's trying to t- tackle this globalistic world view that they have, this new world order, these elite satanic pedophiles. We are fight- he's fighting our battles against these guys as well. 
So let's worship to a beautiful song called Surrounded, where he fights our battles. So this is how I fight my battles. So my weapons are praise and thanksgiving. And look at 2 Chronicles 20. I just love this, uh, this example where the praise band went in front of the army, about ready to go up against a much bigger army. What happened? He appointed those who were to sing to the Lord and praise him in holy attire. And they went before the army. And when they began to sing and praise, that's the weapon we're talking about here, singing and praising with thanksgiving. The Lord sent an ambush against the men who had come against Judah so that they were routed and they all helped to destroy one another. They literally went up there. It took them three days to get the plunder after this. Beautiful story of weapon of praise and thanksgiving. It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. Remember this with Elisha? And he's talked to, and, and, and they were surrounded by huge armies. And he said, do not be afraid, for those who are with us are more than those who are with them. And Elisha prayed and opened up the eyes of his servant. And behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire. That's the God who loves us. That's out of 2 Kings 6, 16 to 17. And there's a table that you prepared for me in the presence of my enemies. Psalm 23, 5. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. And then there's a little bit more here. It's, it's your body and your blood you shed for me. Right? We talk about that at communion all the time. We'll be doing communion, I believe it's this Monday. And he took the bread and gave thanks and broke it. This is my body, which is given for you. This cup of the new covenant of my blood. Which is shed for you. That's in Luke 22, 19 through 20. Let's worship this God. Just understand that he fights your battles. Even if you're surrounded, you feel surrounded.
their weapons. Praise and thanksgiving. version of that song the upper room does Alyssa Smith this is how great is our God we're gonna continue to just praise him um, Annette do you mind reading I know if Annette from Sweden it's on this is yes, how I love you all right of course 
course, I love to. How great is our God. There is none like you, O Lord. You are great and your name is great in might. Jeremiah 10, 6. The beginning and the end. It is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega. The beginning and the end. Revelation 21, 6a. The lion and the lamb, weep no more. Behold the lion of tribe of Judah, the root of David, has conquered. Revelation 5, 5. And he looked at Jesus as he walked by and said, Behold, the Lamb of God, John 1.36. Name above all names. Therefore, God has highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name that is above every name. Philippians 2.9. Awesome. The name above all names. We're just talking about this God, the right God and the right Jesus. How great is He? The splendor of a king Clothed in majesty Let all the earth rejoice All the earth rejoice he wraps himself in light And darkness tries to hide It trembles at his voice Trembles at his voice How great is our God Sing with me how great
Wow. I just love these songs. We have uh, the lyrics nice and big for this mobile phone, so you have a mobile phone as well as have scripture attached to each of the songs. Um, we're going to continue to teach on um, on this right God and right Jesus. Um, there's a full article here about understanding the true God and the Trinity. I don't have time to go over all of it, but I just wanted to make sure everybody understood about how important it was. So the first part of this is to understand that there is only one God, right? And we talked about that, but let's dig into it a little bit more. We should start by establishing that there is only one true God in all existence that is omniscient, omnipotent, and omnipresent. Most people want to put the Almighty God in a box and try to think of him as a, in human terms when he is the Alpha and the Omega, the Lord of Lords, the creator of the universe. Many, many verses in both the Old and New Testament teach there is only one God. And I could take 10 pages showing you, but let's look at just the references from the New Testament here. So here's Jesus himself taught that there was only one true God in Mark 10, 29. The most important one, he answered, is this. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. In John 17, 3, now this is eternal life, that they know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. 1 Timothy 2, 5, for there is one God and one mediator between God and men, the man Christ Jesus. The entire Bible overwhelmingly confirms that there is only one God, especially if you look through all in Isaiah. He says, I want you to know and believe and understand. This is Isaiah 4, 43.10. Um, and what's that? That no God has been formed before or uh, and no God will be after, right? It's very, very clear that there's only one God that exists. So that is something that you just simply got to accept. If you're going to unify with other believers, and we're all going to unify together. We have to we have to unify on monotheism at least, at the minimum, right? Right. That's why I always talk about uh, my wife, who used to be a Mormon, where they teach polytheism. It's not even in the same category as, as as Christianity, Islam, or not even the same category of of Judaism, the three major religions. So you got to understand when they teach polytheism, they have doctrines of devils. You got to red pill yourself on it and move away from false teachers okay jesus is both man and god in flesh the bible teaches jesus was not just a man but he's also god in flesh let's start with john 1 we read that earlier so i'm going to skip through that in john 14 right but then later it says jesus became flesh and made his dwelling among us the word became flesh and made his dwelling among us and it continues and says we have seen his glory the glory of the one and only son who came from the father full of grace and truth so there are three important things in John 1 verse, if we dig into it, that Jesus was in the beginning. He was present at creation. Jesus had existed eternally with God. So it's vital to understand that Jesus literally was there at creation. So how could he have been a created being? He wasn't. He was the creator, just like Father and the Holy Spirit was, right? So anybody who teaches that, God, that Jesus was just a good teacher is, has the massively wrong Jesus, there's many wrong teachings out there that we've got to dispel. Jesus is distinct from the Father. He was with God. This is the Trinity. This is the three personhoods. But he's the same God in nature. He was God. That's why we say Emmanuel, right? Was Jesus really present at creation, unlike any other life, man, or prophet, as John 1.1 seems to teach? Yes. Colossians 1.16 clearly teaches that God created all things through Jesus Christ. So here it is, it says, for in him 
all things were created, things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities, all things have been created through him and for him. That's Hebrews 1-2. And here is in Hebrews 1-3 as well. It says, In these last days he has spoken to us by his Son, whom he appointed heir of all things, and through whom he also made the universe. Nobody can argue that the Bible clearly teaches that Jesus created, that God, that the Father used Jesus to create all things. He was there at creation, as was the Spirit that we talked about in Genesis, right? Genesis 1 2, the Spirit was all there when he said, Let there be light. The Spirit was there. So was Jesus. So was the Father. One God. One God, three persons. Don't be scared of that. People try to attack that all the time because it's a true God. It, Satan wants you to attack the first commandment of thou shalt have no other God before me. So he's going to try to make the Trinity sound confusing. He's going to lie about it. All the false religions lie about it. Okay? So it's incredibly important that you have the correct view of the right God and the right Jesus. Jesus says, uh, the Bible even says, Jesus sustains all things in the universe. The sun is the radiance of God's glory and the exact representation of his being, sustaining all things by his powerful word. After he had provided purification for sins, he sat down at the right hand of the majesty in heaven. Guys, this Jesus that we talk about, having the right God and the right Jesus, is not a created being. He's the creator of the universe and he sustains all things. Don't put him in a small little box. In addition, Jesus himself clearly claimed to be God and flesh by, we talked about this, accepting worship. Let's, take, let's look at some examples. Here's Matthew 14, Then those who were in the boat worshiped him saying, truly you are the son of God. Matthew 9, 18, while he was saying this, a synagogue leader came and knelt before him, this is worshiping him, right? And said, my daughter has just died, but come and put your hand on her and she will live. So again, Matthew 14, 33, they worshiped him. And Matthew 9, 18, and you should only worship God, right? Can we agree to that? And here they are worshiping Jesus. What's that mean? It means Jesus is God, okay? Here's uh, Luke 4, 24, 51 to 53. While he was blessing them, he parted from them and was carried up into heaven. And they, after worshiping him, returned to Jerusalem with great joy and were continually in the temple of praising God. So obviously, Jesus raised from the dead. They worshiped him. Why? Because he's God in flesh. And going, and Matthew 2, 11 says, and going to the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother, and they fell down and worshiped him. Don't tell me Jesus never claimed to be God because he never corrected him every time this happened. Even angels worshiped him in Hebrews 1, 6. And again, when he brings the firstborn into the world, he says, let all God's angels worship him. Why would they worship a prophet? They didn't worship Moses. They didn't worship anybody besides the one true son of God, Jesus. Why? Because he's God in flesh. Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. This is the true God, the true God and the true Jesus. Angels never worshiped a prophet or man, but the angels knew Jesus was God or they would not have worshiped him. We, his servants, will also worship Jesus, the Lamb of God on the throne in the future, as stated in Revelation 22.3. No longer will there be anything accursed, but the throne of God and of the Lamb will be in it 
and his servants will worship him. We're going to be worshiping Jesus. We can worship Jesus right now because he is God in flesh. He forgave sins all over the place. Look at this, Mark 2, 5, 7. When Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralyzed man, Son, your sins are forgiven. Now, some teachers of the law were sitting there thinking to themselves, Why does this fellow talk like that? He's blaspheming. Who can forgive sins but God alone? Only God can forgive sins. They dismissed it. They missed it. That's why they wanted to stone him. Mark 2, 8, 11 continues. Immediately, Jesus knew in his spirit that this was what they were thinking in their hearts. And he said to them, and this is in red letters, this is Jesus talking, why are you thinking these things? Which is easier to, to say to this paralyzed man, your sins are forgiven, or to say, get up and take your mat and walk. But I want you to know that the Son of Man has the authority on earth to forgive sins. So he said to the man, I tell you, get up, take your mat, and go home. He got up and took his mat and walked out in full view of them all. This amazed everyone, and they praised God, saying, We have never seen anything like this. Also, Jesus forgave sins of a sinful woman who came to Jesus while he ate at the Simon and the Pharisee's house. Seeing her reverence, Jesus compared her love with Simon's lack of love. And Jesus said to her, Your sins are forgiven, right in Luke 4.88. The New Testament gospel, gospel means good news, is, quote, My friends, I want you to know that through Jesus, the forgiveness of sins is proclaimed to you. The only way this is possible is if Jesus is God in flesh. Okay, so the third thing is, he said, before Abraham I am in John 8, 58. He says, you are not yet 50 years old, the Jews are saying. They said to him, and you have seen Abraham? And he said, very truly, I tell you, Jesus answered them, before Abraham was born, I am. And this they picked up stones to stone him, but Jesus hid himself, slipping away from the temple grounds. Why do people say that Jesus never claimed to be God? My goodness, here he is forgiving, here, here he is wor accepting worship all the time. Here he is forgiving sins. Here he is saying, before Abraham I am. How can you possibly teach that? We need to dispel and understand who Jesus is. He is God in flesh. This is what the Trinity is all about. And they were gonna actually stone him to death because of it, and they actually ended up crucifying him for it. Jesus clearly claimed to be the great I am of the Old Testament. He confirmed it again in John 13, 9, when he says, I'm telling you now before it happens so that you, so that when it does happen, you will believe that I am who I am. So twice he basically is going back to Exodus 3, 14. The above three items of Jesus were claiming to be God is why Jews numerous times tried to kill him through his ministry and the main reason why they ultimately demanded his, him he to be crucified is also why Pilate put on the cross King of the Jews and refused to change it. Pilate knew that Jesus was claiming to be the God of the universe just as the Bible clearly teaches. All right, I'm going to get into another couple of songs and we'll wrap her up with a with a, any Q&A that anybody has for it. I'll probably go a little bit into the Holy Spirit, though. It's important, too, to know that that's the person. That's a person, not just a spirit. That's very important to understand that as well. So I'm going to go all the way to our God. And uh, this is a beautiful discussion of our God is greater, is stronger, is higher than any other. 
Again, don't put him in a box. For I know that the, the Lord is great and that our Lord is above all gods. Little g, right? Psalm 135. Psalm 139 says, God is higher than anything and anyone outshining everything you can see in the skies. Who can compare with God? And verse 2 here, the second lyric we're talking about is, If our God is for us, then who can ever stop us? What can stand against us? Romans 8.31 says, If God is for us, who can be against us? It's talking about water being turned into wine, which Jesus did, obviously. Open the eyes of the blind, which Jesus did. John 10.38 says, Even though you do not believe me, this is Jesus talking, believe the works that you may know and understand that the Father is in me and I am in the Father. This is the one true God we're talking about, the one true Jesus. Don't fall for any false teachings. For says, there's no one like you, none like you. And Psalm 86, 8 says, there is none like you among the gods, little g, O Lord, nor are there any works like yours. Just see what Jesus did here on earth. And it's kind of scary to know that he said, you will do the works like I did. He can do greater works as he goes to the Father and sends his Holy Spirit down to us. Let's worship this God that's in us.
nothing. than anything and anyone outshining everything you can see in the skies who can compare with God Oof. and Nat would you mind doing this one this is just making sure we have our uh, our heart open yes I love that song too mm -hmm. I love them all <laughs> I love them all to praise the Lord open the eyes of my heart Lord having the eyes of your hearts enlighten that you may know what is the hope to which he has called you Ephesians 1 18 a to see you high and lifted up shining in the light of your glory for thus says the one who is high and lifted up who inhabits eternity whose name is holy, Isaiah 57, 15a. And he, Jesus, was transfigured before them, and his face shone like the sun, and his garments became as white as light, mm -hmm. Matthew 7, 2. Pour out your power and love, and what is the immeasurable greatness of his power toward us who believe according to the working of his great might? Ephesians 1.19 Anyone who does not love does not know God because God is love. Amen. 1 John 4.8 as we sing holy, holy, holy. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. Isaiah 6, 3b. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty who was and is and is to come. Revelation 4. 4, yes. Let's open that to our heart. We want to 
want to see things for the way they really are. Open our eyes. Open the eyes of my heart, Lord. Open the eyes of my heart. I want to see. I want to see. Lift it up. Let me hear you.
So much I'd like to go over here and I don't have time to really go over all of this but I just wanted to make you sh make sure um, I want to kind of go over to this Holy Spirit part because it's really under part important when you know the right God and the right Jesus you also have to have the right Holy Spirit because that is the right God Father Son and Holy Spirit right and some people have this completely wrong theology on the Holy Spirit and I, I don't have time to review all these verses but just to give you an idea to make sure you understand that he is a person, right? Also, remember his this the Holy Spirit or Spirit of God is a person, not a force, as incorrectly taught by some. He's God, the third person, person of the Trinity, as proven by both Old and New Testament Scripture. So we are not to grieve the Holy Spirit, Ephesians 4.30. The Spirit can be sinned against, Isaiah 63.10, and lied to in Acts 5.3. We are to obey him, Acts 10.19-21, and honor him, Psalm 51-11, and was personally involved in creation, Genesis 1-2. We talked about that earlier. Empowers God's people, Zechariah 4.6. He guides, Romans 8.14. He comforts, John 14.6. He convicts, John 16.8, teaches John 16.14, restrains sin, Isaiah 59.19, and gives commands, Acts 8.29. So I'm going to back up again and just read that without the scriptures this time. We are not to grieve the Holy Spirit. The Spirit can be sinned against and lied to. We are to obey Him and honor Him. He was personally involved in creation, empowers God's people. He guides, He comforts, convicts, teaches, restrains sin, and gives commands. Each of these works requires the involvement of a person rather than a mere force finger idea. The Holy Spirit attributes also points to his personality. The Holy Spirit has life, has will, is omniscient, is eternal, and is omnipresent. A force could not possess all of these attributes, but the Holy Spirit does. Trinity means triunity, one God, three persons. Unity and monotheism are vital to understanding the Trinity. As we unite, God calls us to unite around the power of the Holy Spirit, around the power of this God, the true God and the true Jesus. Let's make sure that we have the right God before us and that we're not putting him in a box and we're not teaching an incorrect God. This Trinity that people attack all the time, that Satan hates, is the very thing that saves us. It's the very power that's within us. Let's let's celebrate that. And with that, I'm just gonna open it up to any Q&A that anybody backstage has, or if you have any questions on Rumble or Facebook, let me know what questions you have 
this is your time to basically just participate a little bit and ask maybe what this teaching means to you, maybe uh, what uh, any questions you have about this for now. But uh, I just really appreciate you guys coming. I wanted to, before we get into the q and I wanted to invite you to come backstage into the ministry here. This is a ministry where we teach truth. It's a ministry where we come together with other Christian impactors. And we really are all about making an impact for Christ. And uh, so what you do is you just go to blessedteach.com, blessed with the number two teach.com, and go to the backstage tab. It's absolutely free. This is something that we had for years that people love that we're paying $17.76 a month. There's a lot of people still paying forward, just like The Chosen. They're paying forward right now so that you can come on here for free. We wanted to open it up to make sure everybody could hear. We also have a free platform called neighborhood.social where we're getting in groups and having Zoom groups off hours, off when, when I'm not available. Beautiful leaders um, doing teaching. Um, I think there's one right after this, right? There's prayer, share, care, or something like that right after this uh, this service. So. Um, go to neighborhood.social and go look at the groups and uh, you can do that. In fact, I'll just show that real quick. If you go to neighborhood.social, neighborhood.social, and you go to groups. Again, again, this is just like creating an account like Facebook. Once you've got your account, it just really is easy to use. You can chat with people. You can create groups and pages, but we have all these prayer and support Zoom groups. And I think the one that Sunday at noon central is growing in the fruits of the spirit. I think uh, Tammy and Lois do that. Uh, but there's also another one um, later today, I believe, two at three o'clock. That prayer share care at 3 p.m. So if you want to get engaged with other Christian impactors, other Christians that love the Lord, make sure you go to the, some of these. Um, there's also other ones. I'm trying to think of the next one would be uh, Saturday. Oh, no, that's that was yesterday. Yesterday at noon is, is is a safe place to talk or truth connectors. I think you really love all of these courts of heaven. Friday at 3 p.m. We also have the God Squad Wednesday at 11. Um, Tuesday night we do PCR Project Children Rescue where we pray for the children. We also do that Thursday at 11 uh, CST. And um, then Wednesday night we have Gus's Bible study and we also do some training on that. So I think you really enjoy that. Go to the neighborhood. That's neighborhood.social. Again, this is neighborhood.social is the Christian Impactor platform. It's basically the Facebook replacement for those that don't want to be censored by, by the progressives, right? <laughs> and then go to backstage, blessedteach.com. Go to backstage if you want to be really become part of the ministry. Um, I think you will just love that. So anyway, any backstagers, any questions you have about anything or, or, or any discussion about what we talked about today, about the right God and the right Jesus. I'm looking here for comments as well. I love uh, Ann on Rumble Rants said, I will praise the Lord all the time. His praise shall continually be on my mouth. God inhabits the praises of the people. She also says, thank you, Rick. You're such a blessing to us all. May the Lord shower his blessings on you and the, our B2T family. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. And I see Nancy Meyer saying, Holy, holy, I see you holy lifted up. Uh, how great is our God. His anointing is upon me so strong. This is Nancy Myers on Facebook. Just discharged from hospital one week with atrial fib of the heart. But how great is our God. Amen, amen. I receive health in my whole being to serve him. Yeah, and we, we lift up all these prayers on Mondays and Thursdays. There's also a prayer board on that. Um, I'll just show you real quick. 
as another right here on neighborhood.social if you go to the groups and you go to written prayer requests here's where you can there's like 62 people prayer wars that will lift you up so here's a place you can post your written prayer request there as well i love it all right so go ahead lois do you have any thoughts uh, yeah well i just i just am really feeling the holy spirit lately and i've noticed that other people are talking a lot about the holy spirit and i and i wanted to share a praise report my husband has started driving again Woo! after nearly two months <laughs> of and an extended hospital stay and rehab and now he's back doing that so that's a praise report to the lord and how prayers are being answered and then hearing it over and over and over rick the holy spirit is active and moving across our land he really is moving and it's exciting to see so i just wanted to share that praise report and how exciting it is and i hope others have a lot of comments to make too because it's 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 really exciting we're seeing things happening it's not like oh gosh nothing's happening any longer now it's really happening and we're seeing it and we're experiencing it and people are saying i feel it i feel mm -hmm. it mm -hmm. amen so. i see chris shaking her hand Annette shaking her head um teresa holding her hands up <laughs> so <laughs> awesome uh yeah it's, it's it, in fact i was watching um on rumble last night i put it on my big screen right so i just go to you can i don't know if you knew this on your apple tv or your roku device you can download the rumble app and then you can see all your subscriptions and play on your big screen right so yeah. um, that's a, a wonderful way to watch blessed teach by the way but uh, i was watching the exodus 2023 and it has timothy dixon oh, wow. had um and it had julie green it's going to be going on the next two nights as well i think it's three straight nights um, I can't, I think this was the first night I was watching, but it was beautiful, absolutely beautiful to see the power uh, of, of, of the Spirit just talking about exactly what's going on right now. Chris, go ahead. I um, had talked, we were on. You're, you're breaking in and well, out. Can you get a little closer to your speaker? Yeah. Sorry. There you go. Um, so yesterday, I was um, on a live with Rob and Rick for Kingdom Light, and I had made a comment. I was actually watching Stacy Whited's prophetic report during the week last week, and I was driving, and um, I struggle with food, with sugar. Um, but the Lord had told me while I was driving that for me to be able to get closer to the Holy Spirit and for God to use me the way that he wants me to, that I need to deny my flesh. And the more that I deny my flesh of the things that I want, the closer I'll draw to him. And He he's already taken me places, but he wants to use me through words and visions and dreams. And I have been doing worldly things, not necessarily like thin type stuff, but it's just things in the world with food and with wheat and with food I shouldn't be eating, that he wants me to be more fast um, so that I can hear him clearly and get rid of all of the processed junk that I put in my body for years. Mm -hmm. So 
I, I agree with you, Lois. I, I feel like the Holy Spirit is on the move and getting stronger and stronger by the day. Awesome. Thank you so much, Chris. That's, that was a beautiful meeting, too. I just loved how many people were doing so well with the diet. And we talked about dwarf wheat and how um, wheat is, is really bad to you. It's got the, the gluten of today is GMO gluten, right? <laughs> yeah, so appreciate you sharing. Teresa, you had something. I, I will. I always. I'm sorry. I always have something. He's so awesome and amazing. Uh, but I also have a question. Uh -huh. You said you saw Julie on a Rumble site. Can you tell me the name of the site? Um, it was Timothy Dixon, so I was following Timothy Dixon's Rumble channel. Oh, okay, channel. okay. So yeah, so and it was okay. called Exodus twenty twenty three. You can probably search for it on that. All right. That's what I wanted to know. Exodus okay. twenty twenty three. Um, yeah, Timothy God Dixon. God has been doing crazy things in my house, <laughs> and um, I went back to the gym for the second time since I had no aid for like a month. I didn't realize how much it would affect me. Mm to like go full speed like I normally do. And so I've kind of hurt myself a little bit. Uh -oh. And so I'm like going, okay, God, help me. And he is, he's being merciful. Mm -hmm. But for, for three days, I haven't been able to do anything but stand up. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, okay, God, I need your help. So I, I think I need one of the things I'm hearing is I need to slow down a little bit until I get my body back used to it again before yeah. I just go full blown. Yeah. So it's just a learning thing. Yeah, we appreciate you But I was embarrassed that I couldn't do things. I was upset. And he told me not to be upset. So yeah. I'm like, okay. All right. <laughs> but please keep praying because yeah. it hurts right now a lot. Yeah, we'll do that right now. We'll lift that up. Lift that up uh, right now. In fact, uh, um, Heavenly Father, just thank you so much for Teresa and her huge testimonies we've had. This is a person that hadn't even stood up and was in a chair for six years. And Lord, ever since uh, she started praising and worshiping with us, we see progress where she's in the walker walking uh, of, what a, half, a quarter of a mile sometimes and doing these the, uh, other devices and be able to stand up and actually do things around her house amazing things are happening with her lord so we pray right now lord that whatever she hurt these last few days lord that you will just supernaturally touch her and heal that and lord we can't wait to see the day where she's completely out of that wheelchair and absolutely and walking around uh, with full health lord we wait we're waiting for that miracle we ask for that now the power of jesus name the power above all powers right the name above all names in jesus and the shed blood that he shed for us, we plead the blood of Jesus all over Teresa right now. May the Holy Spirit touch her. May she just have a great night, sleep, and wake up with the joy of the Lord tomorrow. Lord, we love her. We love the backstage community. Thank you. May the Holy Spirit fire fall on this ministry and each one of us, Lord. And may anybody that's listening to my voice right now just be blessed and protected by his name. And may they put the trust in the true God and the true Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Um, I think Di had something. Thank you, Rick. Yeah, Di. Uh, another praise report. Um, as you know, my mum left us mm -hmm. um, so in March. Sorry. And we've been worrying about how we're going to cover the costs of her funeral and, and all that goes with it. And in the past week, two weeks, we've managed to cover her costs and everything um, 
Christ by his blood because we couldn't have done it without him. Mm. Awesome. And that's a huge weight off of us um, and my dad's mind as well. Yes. Yeah. Um, we, we've been praying for your family, as you know, Di. Thank you so much for sharing that with us and being here with us. I know that's part of what this family is all about, is making sure that we're supporting each other through these rough times. And I know many listen to this right now have lost loved ones, in the last, especially in these last few years. And we just want to let you know that God loves you. He's com- he, he wants to comfort you. And uh, he, he is present here with us and he's in you if you've accepted him as your savior make sure that you bask in that holy spirit and that comforter he's the comforter and i know Di's really had to depend on that lately thank you for sharing and uh, i know we've uh, we've burnt through the hour and a half but we don't we don't end it based upon just uh time we uh, also let this here at Holy Spirit flow here. So if you want to join backstage and talk about anything that God's doing in your life at any time during these events, um, four nights a week, Monday and Thursday, and praise and prayer, word and worship on Friday or Sunday morning. Again, just go to blessedteach.com, blessedwithnumber2teach.com, and create your free account. Just go to backstage. Um, again, that's a pay-forward model, so you can come on for absolutely free. We don't want any obstacles to have you to create your little account. Then you can get back here on Zoom. There's also a lot of other stuff. You can be backstage, like we had Timothy Dixon on last week. Right? People were able to ask Timothy questions. and um, We had Juan Osavid on. We had many other uh, great patriots are coming on upcoming here. Um, Mary Crowley praying over over people that are backstage by looking at their picture and those are beautiful things that you have not to mention having the searchy tool um, to be able to research these prophetic words and find the video and there's that second that it's only only we have that as well as obviously just being uh, getting all the recordings of anything you miss so we'd love to have you as part of the backstage ministry so go to that i'm gonna i'm gonna end this with a with one more one last song go a little bit long here um, I tell you what, I just love uh, some of this music, and we just did open the eyes of my heart, right? So we're just going to go into the heart of worship now. That's what this is all about, word and worship, right? Uh, we're going to be worshiping. Let's look at this here. And I don't know, Di, if you want to read it all, or, uh, do you mind? I love her accent. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I'm coming back to the heart of worship. It's all about you, Jesus. I'm sorry, Lord, for the thing I've made it. If anything, anyone come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. Mark 8, 34b. Worship the Father in spirit and truth. John 4, 23b. You search much deeper. You're looking into my heart, how things appear. Only fear the Lord and serve Him faithfully with all your heart. 1 Samuel, chapter 12, 24a. Let your heart therefore be wholly true to the Lord our God. 1 Kings 8, verse 1a. King of endless worth, how much you deserve, all I have is yours. The Lord reigns forever. Your God for all three generations. Psalms 146, verse 10. 
He is the atoning sacrifice for our sins and also for the sins of the whole world. Woo! 1 John, chapter 2, verse 2. The atoning sacrifice for our sins and for the sins of the whole world. This is the Lord that reigns forever. So we're coming back to the heart of worship. simply come longing just to bring something that's of worth that will bless your heart I'll bring you more than a song for a song in itself is not what you have required Such much deeper within Through the way things appear You're looking into my heart All about 
enjoyed uh, this word and worship this Sunday morning and we invite you to join us tomorrow night on praise and prayer where it's a little bit different formats these same beautiful songs but we get into hearing more praise reports and digging into what God's doing in people's lives and then praying for you if you have specific prayer requests and want to be prayed for live I uh, would love to have you backstage here or just type in, in Facebook and Rumble. So join us for Praise and Prayer after the show, the Blessed Teach show tomorrow night around 6 p.m. CST. Shows always start 5 p.m. Monday through Friday. We also do Praise and Prayer on Thursday and then Word and Worship on Friday at 5 p.m. CST and here on Sunday morning. Again, go to blessedteach.com backstage. It's free, absolutely free. We'd love to have you there as well as the neighborhood. Remember, right now, um, they're moving to at noon here at the top of the hour. There is going to be a group of a praise and prayer group. I mean, I'm sorry, a, a prayer and support Zoom group right now. There's growing in the fruits of the spirit right here. So if you go to here and you go to here, you're going to be able to find the Zoom meeting, which I think is over here on the left side. There it is. The link to the Zoom right here within how to use the fruits of the spirit grow your spiritual life this is just a bunch of awesome christian patriots that love the lord all coming together in prayer and support rooms all throughout the week uh, make sure you go there and enjoy that we love you guys so much and with that we are going to just say goodbye if you wouldn't mind unmuting backstagers and saying goodbye bye bye mm -hmm. god bless <laughs> Right. Bye, everybody. Thanks for coming. Bye. God bless. Thanks for sharing praise. Love you all. all we right. love you. <laughs> yes. Bye-bye. Love you guys. Bye. Shalom, shalom, as Gus would say. All right. We're yeah, bye. shalom. Bye-bye. Shalom, shalom. Shalom, shalom. Praise God.